0: We welcome to the show Adam Reeves. So what can you tell us about your latest project?
1: Yeah, it's called Trombone Man, Scars, Falling Genius, and it's a comic book series about the life and times of Scatellite's trombonist, Don Drummond.
0: Great. And he had a very troubled life, didn't he?
1: Yes, he, he was really dogged by um, mental health problems from a, quite a young age, um, which was exacerbated by... I guess the circumstances of where he came from, which was quite extreme poverty, and then the nature of the music industry in Jamaica was very exploitative. And he kind of knew he was great. He knew he was world-class. And that belief got stronger as he got older. And the, the opportunities were not there for, the platform wasn't there for him to, you know, he was never really known outside of Jamaica during his lifetime. And then when uh, musicians like Dave Brubeck and uh, Sarah Vaughan visited Jamaica and he his band back to them, this is long before the Scatellites era in the 50s, they sort of told him, they confirmed for him that he was, you know, one of the best they'd ever seen. So he knew that he was great and he was being held back by the system that he was in.
0: You mentioned the Scatellites, of course, they're such a classic mm-hmm. ska band. But when you think of the Scatterlites, you think of Don Drummond, don't you?
1: Yes, yes. Although he doesn't play on all of their music, you know, there's a lot of times, and Scatellites were only together for just under 18 months in their first incarnation. Although they were playing together on music, on, on recordings before that period. Um, so there's a lot of Scatlights type stuff before then, anyway. But as a recording band, they were only together for a very brief time. And quite a bit of that time, he was actually um, in the mental asylum voluntarily which is why quite a lot of their songs don't have trombone on it you know they recorded hundreds literally hundreds of songs in a very short space of time very varied you know some of it's some of it was just copied from or just covers of uh stuff coming out of cuba um, cuban mambo type stuff like a guy called mongo santa maria they did a lot of covers of him and film score music and they were very influenced by like march marching music and don drummond was the was a composer you know he was people don't necessarily realize that he was churning out compositions at quite a rate and they're incredibly high caliber compositions that kind of elevates him in my opinion it's his actual compositions as well as his his soloing as well there's something very unique about the way he plays and I'm not a musician. I'm not one of these people that um, can sit there and tell you exactly what's going on in the music as far as, you know, tonal qualities and rhythmic structures. I'm more of a storyteller and I know what I like. He played music that reached down into, into your soul. You know, like I was saying that the Scatterlites did a lot of music and some of it's quite upbeat. You know, there's it's a bit of a, there's a jolly up element of Scar but there's also a really quite dark, melancholy side of Scar, and a lot of that came from Don Drummond, you know, that kind of, they call it the Far East sound. You know, and Don Drummond's known for tunes like Confucius and Man in the Street, which are actually very hard-hitting tracks. I call it the bittersweet sound, you know. You, find, you hear it in Rico Rodriguez's music as well. It's that joy and pain in a single note.
2: So
0: what can you tell us about the cartoon series then that you're putting together?
1: Well, it's taken a long time. Um, it's an adaptation of a biography of Don Drummond called Don Drummond, The Genius and Tragedy of the World's Greatest Trombonist. And before this book came out, which was in 2013, there really wasn't a great deal known about him outside of Jamaica because yeah, before the internet, where did you go to for information? There wasn't anything. I've discovered Don Drummond in the 1980s and there was this rumor that he murdered his lover and died in a prison or a mental home or something. And that was it. There was no other information unless you went into like the library of Jamaica and dug out articles or you knew somebody personally. But even then, you know, I, I heard stories um, about him and about Margarita, his, his partner who was an extraordinary character and get onto her. I've heard personal stories from Jamaican musicians, Who knew Don Drummond, which I've later found out were completely not true at all. So, you know, you you just didn't know what to believe. And then the book came out and it's so insightful and such an incredible story. Uh, The book is written by Heather Augustine, who I co wrote a book with myself. Uh, I came on your show a few years back and talked about Alpha Boys School, Cradle of Jamaican Music. Yeah, I co wrote that with Heather. And she's a very thorough academic researcher. She left no stone unturned when she wrote her book on Drummond. And I just thought, what a great story. And, you know, it's got movie written all over it. This idea popped into my head, well, it would make a great graphic novel. Comics are, there's a lot more to them than meets the eye, that's for sure.
0: I bet. And so is this all online? You can view it or how does it work?
1: Exactly. Uh, no, it's not online. Uh, it's going to be a physical comic series of um, seven comics, which will eventually be a graphic novel. So comics are really labour intensive and hugely costly to produce. And I'm not an artist. And so I've got to pay an artist. It costs hundreds of pounds per page to produce, which racks up really quickly and then. I've got a script, a comics script writer on board and a couple of other sort of Jamaican cultural advisors, historical advisors involved. I didn't want to go down the publishing route and go and get a publisher and uh, then they own the whole thing and they tell you what you can and can't put in. I just wanted to do it myself. So I'm crowdfunding. Right now I've got a crowdfund running on Kickstarter till the 30th of November. That's how I'm doing it. So far it's going OK. Oh,
0: good. So how can people find you on there if they want to donate?
1: They can go to Kickstarter, put in Trombone Man, Scars Fallen Genius. But I think Trombone Man will do it without the second bit. And you'll find it. We've got a fantastic page. And I'd like to say something about the artist illustrator because it took me quite a long time to find the right person so I was looking for a comics illustrator somebody who had a lot of experience and I ended up choosing somebody who hadn't done a comic before but who's actually specialized in illustrations for Jamaican music culture like he's he's a he works full-time doing reggae um, album covers posters his own illustrations he's done a series on dance hall artists and um, he's done a series on reggae producers and yeah he's a digital artist as well his name's Konstantinos Besorius and he's from Cyprus so he's really in the scene and totally gets what this comic is all about uh, so you can see if you go to the Kickstarter page you can see some um, you know we've started got some kind of t- samples of we haven't really started fully on the comic yet but we've got some
0: um, sort of teasers are they bit teasers a, yeah and a, we've got a cover be,
1: be. we've got the cover we've got a couple of pages and a couple of frames plus you can see some of his other work there and we've got a bunch of goodie bundles as well we've got uh, stickers postcards t-shirts badges books uh, we've got a jigsaw puzzle the cover of alpha Boy School, cradle of jamaican music was uh, an oil painting by a french painter called jean christophe jean christophe molinari he donated his painting to us and it's an incredible piece and that's a jigsaw puzzle there's like bundles the way kickstarter works if people haven't backed uh, or seen crowdfunding before you're basically pre-ordering the product uh, and then there's some sort of other things that you can you can buy the basic product in advance just the comic or you can get your feet wet and kind of go up a few levels you can spend 20 quid 30 quid 50 quid 100 quid 200 quid and upwards and you get uh, all these
0: different goodies don't you, you get
1: all these different goodies yeah
3: i the this lights a musical tree. Yeah, it's really To rock to the beat Mm -hmm. Dan Drummond was the man with the big trombone Nobody else, Lord, he stood alone. Dan Drummond was the man with the big trombone Nobody else did
1: would like to say something about margarita
0: yeah that'd be good yeah i was just going to ask you actually yeah you were going to say about her yeah Interesting
1: character A really fascinating character Yeah She's Going to have Quite a big role In this story She deserves To be Her, her life story Deserves to be known And she's really ex- Quite an extraordinary person She's Syrian Jamaican So there's a lot of uh, Middle Eastern people In Jamaica The Syrians And there's Lebanese Likewise there's also A lot of Chinese And um, Indians In Jamaica It's a quite a cultural Mishmash there So she Her family came from Syria In like the 1940s And started a fish business her father was a fish trader and yeah just her life story is very traumatic but she ended up marrying a boxing champion from belize which was british honduras i believe when she was still sort of in her late teens she ran away from home but she had three sisters and there were all these quite sort of spirited and they're yeah, very, all very strong characters, but she was the strongest character, and they, she was absolutely adored by them. And, uh, yeah, she ran away from home and became a, a dancer in the clubs, and she taught herself to be a rumba dancer, and she became the most celebrated dancer in Jamaica so like what I was saying earlier that there was you know misinformation about the story you know one of the things that we kept hearing was that she was um, a, a sex worker or a prostitute that just never was the case you know she she just was a really strong independent woman who um, found her way and just really loved dancing she loved to entertain she made all her own costumes she was a really talented dressmaker she connected with the Rastafarians in a big way so her and Don Drummond used to go up to the Hills a place called Warica which is on the over on the east side of Kingston there's a hill in the area called Rockfort you know the tune Rockfort Rock famous famous tune well and Warica obviously is you know Rico Rodriguez named his album after it and the Rastafarians then were like really social outcasts they were the bottom of society they were literally being rounded up and thrown in jail and having their dreadlocks shaved off in the street they were brutalized and that was at the behest of the Prime Minister Bustamante. So yeah, they they were really considered to be, you know, a, a dangerous cult. And Don and Margarita started hanging out with them. And she was really taken to heart by the Rastafarians. And, you know, she she played, she was like a scar pioneer, you know. She really was right, right at the heart of the scene. She she was very involved with the skatalites. They were getting ripped off left, right and centre by promoters. They, weren't, they were always chasing down payments for their shows. She went to a lawyer who was a guy called PJ Patterson, persuaded him to become their manager. He did so very reluctantly, started handling their financial affairs. PJ Patterson later, by the way, became the longest ever running prime minister of Jamaica about 25 years later. But yeah, that was her. And that was Margarita. You know, she got the scatterlights looked after properly. Don was really troubled. And she was, she was making sure he took his med- medication and just getting him to shows got to be quite problematic.
0: Yeah, and great. And before you go, did you find mm. out the truth behind Don Drummond's death? Um, or I, not definitive? I
1: haven't, I haven't personally done any actual research into that myself because I'm just adapting a book. So the research is done for me. The conclusion that Heather Augustine, the author of um, the biography, came to from speaking to numerous people is that there's no proof of any foul play. She doesn't believe there was. So Margarita Mafood, her real name was Anita, by the way. Margarita was her stage name. Her family, the mafoods they're, they're now one of the biggest business families in Jamaica. They've got soft drinks companies and loads of other things going on. So the rumor is that they paid for somebody to go in there and bump Drummond off. The other side of that story is that there's no way they could have done that. There's it no, just no, it wouldn't have happened, it didn't happen. I'm not saying it's one thing or another myself, but you know how it is when people say something, and we see this happening all the time now in this these times we're living in, this sort of post-truth era, when somebody decides something is true. And once they've publicly said it and enough people believe it, it just takes a hold. You know, it becomes a given that that's how it is. It's quite possible that, you know, people just didn't feel right about it, that he died. He died in his cell. Um, he they Literally, was just one night, one morning, the cell warden came and he was dead. They did a post-mortem. There was no foul play found. But obviously, you know, they we're talking about a Victorian-style mental asylum in Jamaica in the 1960s, you know. So, yeah. Um, who knows? We'll never oh, know. It's a mystery and we'll never know. But the main thing that I would like to leave with is that despite all the drama and the tragedy and the mystery, yeah. Don Drummond left a legacy of fantastic music, which will be there forever. And the reason why I'm doing this comic book is because I want people who've never heard of Don Drummond to connect with the music, because I think this is a story that goes beyond reggae and ska. Beyond Jamaican music, this is a human story. You know, it's a story of talent against all odds. You know, somebody from extreme poverty finding his talent, finding a platform, and getting it out there and making some recordings that which changed music forever. You know, Don Drummond's music. You know, the Scatellites' music. People used to wear these T-shirts back in the '90s when the Scatellites reformed. In fact, the scatolites used to wear them themselves. It said "Scar Rocksteady Reggae." It all began with the scatterlights. When you think that of reggae's impact on music around the world, you know, it's the first heavy bass music. It was the first music to have 12-inch singles to fit the bass into the grooves. You know, it's so influential. It's it's its reach is beyond measure. And, you know, there's only Chris Blackwell from Island Records once said there's only three kinds of music that are played all over the world. He should know because he signed Bob Marley to his label. American music, British music and Jamaican music. And the Scatellites were really like the forefathers of Jamaican music. And, you know, their legacy is huge. And really, that's why I'm doing this book. And that's why I would love it if your readers could jump on board with us, check out the Kickstarter page and um, make a pledge. You can even do it for a pound. But I'd rather if you bought the comic. Back the project, get on board, join us for the ride. You know, it's going to be a few years because we're going to be doing like episode after episode. It's a seven-part comic and there's only one artist. So, you know, it's not going to be overnight. So, yeah, um, come on board with us.